Welcome to Degays Watch Degrassi. I'm Marisa. I'm David. This is the Degrassi Rewatch Podcast with one diehard fan and their reluctant co-host. Each week, my expertise and my skepticism will reveal tidbits, make connections, and shed a new rainbow on this Canadian after-school special. Today we're listening to Season 1, Episode 1, Mother and Child Reunion, Part 1. Now, every Degrassi episode in the first few seasons is the title of a song. Until they probably were like, nah, can't be bothered. We ran out of songs. This episode is titled Mother and Child Reunion, which is a song by Paul Simon. Which was released in 1972. So we'll move right on into the synopsis of this episode. We meet Manny, Emma, JT, and Toby, who are preparing to begin at Degrassi as new students. Emma has an internet boyfriend and considers meeting him in real life, despite warnings from her friends. Meanwhile, Emma's mom, Spike, prepares for her reunion from her years at Degrassi, a.k.a. Degrassi Junior High and High, which is the 80s show that this show is reviving. So if you ever watch that, there's tons of tidbits and Easter eggs throughout this series, which we will be outlining. Her classmates, Snake, Joey, Caitlin, and Lucy, are in the mix too, catching us up on where they've been since Degrassi. So there you go. That is what happens in this episode. Without further ado, let's dive right in. If you look at Spike's IMDb picture, it's still... Oh yeah, it's still her 80s photo. That's pretty hilarious. Emma's photo is still... uh, Mary McDonald's photo is like from this episode too. Maybe they just are really good at selecting photos that are... Cassie Steele, yeah, she's hot now. So, all right. <laughs> so give her a listen to. <laughs> she has a rockin' TikTok. We'll probably bring that up at some point. Okay, but speaking of Manny, straight out the ba- of the bank, the gate, the gate bank, <laughs> we have a Canada speak alert. As Manny's reading the email from Emma's internet boyfriend, she says project instead of project, as we say it in the States. How do you say it in Britain? Fuck your mom. Mm, that sounds right. We also have a fashion crime ticket to give out in this scene. There's actually a couple. First off, what is happening with Emma's hair? She has, like, knots in her hair on either side of her head, almost like Princess Leia, but it's half up, half down. I don't know. Yeah, very 90s, except this is like 01, but right in that pocket. I feel like it's almost a reference to the fact that her mom was the crazy-haired one in the 80s, but that's definitely not Emma's place in the series long-term. So that trend went away pretty quickly. The other fashion crime ticket is Manny's fedora. This is also a reference back to the 80s show. Joey was famous for his fedora back on that show, and many different characters wear the fedora throughout this episode. 
As we continue on, Spike mentions that Caitlin made it big, which is indicating her new life in L.A. that we're going to learn more about shortly, and also references back to her dreams and aspirations that she had in the 80s show. So that's pretty cool. So pretty soon, we're leaving Emma's house and going into seeing Degrassi for the first time. School hasn't started yet. They're setting up for the reunion. This is when JT is introduced. It's obvious that the girls know JT already. As they're taking in all the supplies, helping up the adults, uh, Emma says, people in the 80s were weird, which is kind of a jab at all of the characters in the old show. But it transitions us from Joey's photo back in the 80s show to Joey now on his used car lot. He's sporting a bald head now, which is a little bit funny because he was kind of the cute boy of the 80s show. But he is using all of his hammy skills and his bubbly personality from the 80s show as a used car salesman. So that's also pretty funny. He's selling a car, in fact, to Lucy. So Lucy mentions that she's moving to New Mexico and needs a car to move with her. That explains why she's in these few episodes, but she isn't in another episode for quite a while. So we'll see when she comes back later in the show. We also meet Angela, who is Joey's daughter from what we learn from Lucy and his conversation, his marriage to his late wife. So he is a widower. Fun fact, the actor who plays Angela, Alex Steele, is the sister of Cassie Steele, the actor that plays Manny. So pretty soon we head back to Degrassi, where the kids are still walking through the school. The show takes liberties with how easy it must be to emigrate between America and Canada, which it just isn't. Yeah, I would imagine it's harder than they make it seem because Lucy's the first example right out the gate, but there's tons of others throughout the show that we'll talk about, and it's like, how are all these people doing this? So when we're back at Degrassi, we meet Toby for the first time, and JT... Rocking his necklace. Right? Baggy pants. Fashion crime ticket, necklace, and cargo short. It's really funny because JT also has a necklace and a cargo short. It's just so OOs. I thought Toby has, like, the really baggy jeans that, like, does he have cargo shorts? I'm pretty sure it's cargo shorts because it's meant to be, like, summertime. Oh, it's the summertime. Yeah, summer. God. Yeah, so cargo shorts, necklaces, they're like the ones with like beads and they're almost... They would eventually become bracelets, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So JT and Toby are both getting a fashion crime ticket because they're both wearing these like matching necklace cargo short outfits with baggy shirts. But we learn that they're old friends from a camp and that Toby is new at the school because his dad moved in with his girlfriend. That will be a subject of the coming up episode, episode three. So stay tuned for that. What is behind them? There's like this sort of welcome, you know, the administration. 
there's like a baseball player throwing something. I get that. And then there's like another. I feel like someone was like just totally like, what is that guy? He's like breakdancing like, or rapping or something. So if you want to see this, it's at six minutes, 55 seconds. Behind Toby, there's a baseball player statue and what appears to be a beatboxer or breakdancer next to him. Why would that be at the welcome desk of any high school? It's just a, a quickly designed <laughs> set that was going to be for this like 15 second scene and they're just like that looks like it would be in a school that's good enough also they're trying to make like toby and emma a thing and it's just like they probably are like quickly like oh no that's just not yeah who knows if they wanted to have that be a real relationship or not but we are already learning that toby definitely has a crush on emma he is starstruck by her but she already has a boyfriend at this point so he is already out of the running. And when they, he says, nice to meet you, you can tell that Emma has other things on her mind. She just wants to read that email. She does not care about the new kid in school. And what's funny is when Manny comes up and goes, bleh, at the window to them, you can tell how much they're still kids. Like, they're still so young. And even though they're getting these feelings, you know, it's just giving us that reminder that they're still kids. So then next we see Snake. He's a teacher now, so we know that we'll get to see a lot of him in the future, which is exciting. And Caitlin is engaged. We see her in a limo talking to what we guess is her fiance. Because and limos another 90s thing yeah rich people don't ride in limos anymore they just get the uber black or something like that another i wouldn't even call it a fashion crime ticket because honestly she's rocking it but the old style shirt with the back slit oh man so oh such an oh sexy look but she's still rocking it it looks good caitlin and snake are super happy to see each other were in they the, dating in the... In the 80s show, there was a little thing where I believe Caitlyn had a crush on him, and I think he didn't reciprocate. It was something along those lines where they didn't end up dating. And she has her old headband, which, if you watch the 80s show, she rocked the headband look hard the entire show. She always had it across her forehead. And now she has the fedora. Ooh, let's track the fedora. Caitlyn has it now. JT had it earlier, so it's already been in three hands. Joey pulls up after just having Lucy go in her test drive, and here comes our it goes there moment. Joey sees Caitlin. They lock eyes. And, and then the advert for potting mix comes. <laughs> if you're like us and you're watching with ads, ads pop up while you're watching the show and a lot of times it's not at the commercial break it'll be in the middle of the show where you're like but what are they about to say makes it exciting the score swells when they catch eyes we know that they're both feeling things seeing each other for what we assume has been a long time memories are coming back are feelings coming back? That's the question. We know Joey is single. He lost his wife. But we know Caitlin 
is engaged. So what does that mean for them? This was like one of the biggest relationships because in the finale of the 80s show, Joey was cheating on Caitlyn and that when they were engaged as well. So that was the biggest breakup and heartbreak of the 80s show, in my opinion, at least. It is he cheat on her with? Tessa Campanelli. Caitlyn didn't... I think that the plot what was... What a bitch. <laughs> yeah, right? So Joey learns that Caitlyn is engaged. He says... I knew you'd always meet the guy, and he's being nice, but you can hear a little bit of sadness in him. You know, I guess you could say he met the girl and that he met his wife, but she's gone now, and I think that leaves him with a little bit of sadness, you know? And his daughter's just such a bad actor. You know, she's very young, uh, but she does struggle at points. So Caitlin learns, and we learn, that Joey doesn't want to go to the reunion. And she tries to convince him to at least come out for drinks so that they can see each other. And Lucy decides to say on behalf of him that they'll be there. Because Lucy also wants Joey to get back out there and doesn't want him to wallow in the sadness of the fact that his wife is gone. So back to the younger kid's story. Emma gets a new email that her boyfriend wants to meet them tomorrow. And as they're discussing with their friends. Also, like, who's just like, oh, here's Otter Pops. Like, you clearly want a flavor. Someone's like. Yeah, who takes any flavor that gets handed to them? I would have normally asked. But this is. Like, Manny gets the blue. She knew. Yeah. Blue is a good flavor. I'm not. I don't like grape. I don't like orange. I would have just said no if those were my options, to be honest. This is another detail of the show where it's reminding us how young they are. They're playing with water guns, eating otter pops, playing on a playground. You know, she might be thinking about meeting her boyfriend, but they're still kids. And that's what that scene is telling us. Now, Emma's friends have some tips for her. JT mentions why is he going on a trip with school if it's summer? And Toby mentions it's dangerous to meet strangers off the net. But Emma says, I've known him a lot longer than I've known you. Which is just sealing Toby's fate a little bit more. You know, he is not... He's not getting in there. No, he's not. His way forward with Emma is just not... It's bleak. It's bleak looking. Also, this is like before Catfish, which is really funny. Before Catfish, before even social networking, they're emailing each other, you know? That's how old school this is. And she seems convinced that she got emailed a picture, even though nowadays we're skeptical of even receiving videos because people just be stealing people's identities out there. All right, now, after we're done with the kids, we're back with the adults Caitlin and Spike are catching up, talking about her engagement. Caitlin mentions that she actually picked out the ring herself and that he's really busy with production. And this is a little bit of foreshadowing about the way that their engagement works and how serious or not serious they both are about the relationship. 
Emma uh, comes. Here's a Snapple. <laughs> Product placement. Hey, Snapple's good. She has a straw too, which is a little funny. So Emma pops in. She's a little bit rude at first, but then becomes extremely enthused when she realizes Caitlin is there. She's a big fan of Caitlin's, which makes sense because she is an environmentalist and Caitlin is an environmentalist. She mentions Caitlin's birthday. She was born in 1972. That happens to be the same year as the song Mother and Child Reunion came out. I don't know if that's a coincidence or if they um, looked for a song like that or if they just liked the title based on the content of this episode. But that's a cool little coincidence. Although, does this, does the 80s show have the same thing where, I mean, she's born in 1972, right? But, like, are they doing that backwards? Like, okay, she must have been. I guess it would have to make sense that she was, you know, whatever, of high school age in There forever and never graduates. Shantae. (laughs) They didn't do the math on Shantae. She doesn't come for a few seasons, so if you don't know who she is, don't worry. You'll get to know her. She's there for years and doesn't graduate. (laughs) Her mother jokingly says, oh, you emailing your boyfriend? But Emma was actually emailing her boyfriend and becomes a little bit defensive. Emma says, mom, I'm not having sex, which is a little bit awkward for them, but also kind of illustrates how close they are and how honest they are with each other. Which is a little refreshing because it gives you the idea that she has more tools than maybe her mom did in the 80s. That's what I get from that scene. Mm-hmm. Manny's painting her toes. Again, very, they're so young, just enjoying their young teen life. Reviewing the emails, no mentions of being 40 and drooling and working in a video store like JT teased about, but. Would he really put that in an email if that was the truth? That's the question that they didn't ask themselves for some reason. As they're laying on Emma's bed, they're playing with her sock monkey, and this sock monkey will come back later in Season 2, Episode 13, White Wedding. So we'll see sock monkey again. Another fashion crime ticket. Check out Manny's super old plastic digital watch pretty hilarious she wears it throughout the show all right now we're with all the old kids they're at a bar catching up the fedora is on the table so keep tracking that fedora it is still there representing the 80s keith is here caitlin's fiance oh man the old flip phone oh old old technology flip phone emailing flip phones this is the oos keith mentions uh a word that we don't say anymore about canada people and it's a little bit offensive it's a little bit like you can tell that he's not super happy to be here in canada and he also mentions that he's working on a script about the their time in high school which is a little nudge, a little jab to the fact that they were on a show that was about their high school. So he's writing a show, which was a show. (laughs) So they also touch 
They also touch on Lucy's recovery, uh, Wheels' drunk driving accident. Wheels isn't in this episode, but they talk about, again, that final finale of the Degrassi High, the same finale in which Joey was cheating on Caitlin. Wheels also chooses to drunk drive. Lucy's in the car, and she gets hurt, and there's also a child that's killed that was in a different car. Lucy mentions she got off lucky. She had some physical therapy and she can walk okay now with some assistance. And Snake sort of coldly says, oh yeah, like wheels, 10 years in jail after he kills a kid and now he's scot-free. It's like, hmm, I don't know. 10 years in jail sounds hard. I know killing a kid is bad, but you know. That sounds hard to me. That doesn't sound like he got off scot-free. I thought that was a little harsh, but that's a little bit of Snake's personality. He tends to be a little bit harsher on people that make mistakes, unless they're his students, I guess. And now his... Yeah, it's not his daughter yet, huh? Or is he dating? No, that does that hasn't happened yet. Okay. We'll see when that comes. And then, while they're sitting at the TV... Joey's commercial comes on for his used car lot. And it's really hilarious because he says, I'll take the shirt off my back and rips his shirt off. Everyone's laughing their asses off at it. Everyone's just cracking up. And his commercial will also come back later. Season 5, Episode 5, Wedding Parties Anything. Keith says, oh yeah, that's great, Joey. You went for it, but hey... Next time, get a professional to do it. So, again, showing that Keith kind of thinks he's better than everyone else. Avoid the shifty used car salesman vibe. Kind of a dig. Yeah, that's very rude. And I don't know if he knows that this is Caitlyn's ex. But if he does, he's looking a little bit insecure. You know, making some... Punching down a little bit. He must know. Like, why would you... BT Dubs was engaged, and then he cheated on me. I mean, granted, that would have been 10 years ago, but I guess I would still want to know that. Even, right? Even if it was an 18-year-old relationship, I, I guess that's What I'm going know. into ahead of time, that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's a little bit, he's being a little bit rude, a little bit, uh, and so he's just showing that, it's showing that he doesn't fit in with them. And they're all reminiscing, and he's just a puzzle piece that doesn't fit. Now, Caitlin tries to defend him a little bit and says, you know, no, you know, it's the same old Joey. He was a ham all throughout, you know, high school. You should have seen it, you know? And she's trying to say how much she loved him, and, you know, she thinks it's great. You're still the same old Joey. But Joey doesn't like it. And this is our it goes there moment. Because Joey says, I've changed and so have you. And then he walks away from the table angrily because he took the same old Joey comment as an insult. And Joey has a tendency to get his feelings overhurt. He has a tendency to have a little bit of fragile masculinity about him. That's a continuing theme. Uh, he's taking some shots at the bar, telling Snake to get off my back. And, you know, Snake has this sort of the same thing to say as Lucy did. You know, 
your your wife is gone you you can't bring her back you need to get back into life and is he called snake because he looks like a snake or is did he have snakes i honestly can't remember if they ever explain it spike's nickname is obvious, obvious right but maybe it's because he was super tall because he's super super tall and he was tall and lanky. he was it's less noticeable now you know they're all adults but in the high school in degrassi junior high and high he just was so much taller than everyone else it was pretty wild <laughs> all right we leave the bar emma's sleeping but she is awoken by the girl singing the zit remedies hit Everybody wants something, they'll never give up. Everybody wants something, sing it, David, and take your money. <laughs> never give up. You're not making me sing it. Remember, like, your parents coming home drunk or something? You probably had that. Yeah, it's also, very reminiscent of something we've all experienced. And also a reference back to the 80s show. In the 80s show... There was one band, The Zit Remedy, and one song that they played throughout the whole series. They which just is had one song? One band, one song, the whole time. Kept it simple. And it, I mean, they got a lot of mileage out of it. It pretty much worked. I guess besides that one time they rapped for LT to get better. Oh my god. <laughs> I hope you get better, get better, get better. Look it up. It's entertaining. So, but that is really funny because in the new Degrassi we'll get to see many bands many songs and we will be rating them you will know which ones are my favorites trust me so Caitlin is giving Emma advice Emma needs advice on her internet boyfriend but when Caitlin is giving her advice she doesn't actually know that it's an internet boyfriend so maybe she wouldn't be giving the advice she's giving if she knew that it's a little bit of a rear window sort of thing we know what Caitlin doesn't know when she's giving the advice. Oh, and fedora check. Lucy has the fedora. It's still on screen. How is she affording this house as a single mom? Yeah, single mom affording a house in Toronto. She is a, she works in a salon. Uh, they haven't mentioned that yet, but later we will learn that. So the women talk about how much they've aged. And Lucy mentions... I don't even feel it being I think they're all meant to be 28 that's the age we are right now coincidentally and I agree with Lucy I don't even feel it age ain't nothing but a number and we're just living meanwhile Emma's upstairs she's just gotten that advice from Caitlin and she's decided I am going to meet Jordan my internet boyfriend I am doing this I am totally into meeting you tomorrow dot 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 Emma. She says, sometimes you just gotta go for it. As she clicks the email, the champagne pops downstairs. Woohoo! And she's excited, but there's a little score underneath. Do, 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 do. That's kind of giving us a hint that it might not have been the best choice. And that is the end of Mother and Child Reunion Part 1 and our first episode. Now stay tuned. In the next episode, we'll find out what happens with Emma and her internet boyfriend. And, and her ignoring Ella Red Flags. And what happens with the reunion. Will there be more drama? 
it's Degrassi. Come on, you don't need to ask that question. <laughs>